Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver. Let's go, big the Lone Ranger and Tonto, after pursuing outlaw Jack Boyer for days, overtook the killer and captured him after a stirring gun battle. Keep those hands high, Boyer. Taking you back to Cedar Town and turning you over to the marshal there. I'll start walking. Well, you finally have him behind bars, Marshal. And I aim to keep him there. He's wanted for murder in Wichita. I'll send word to the sheriff there to come here and pick him up. I'll guard him every minute till then. Well, be sure you do, Marshal. He's a slippery customer. A few 
days later, after the Lone Ranger and Tonto had left the vicinity of Cedartown, a group of tough-looking men met in the woods outside the settlement. They were headed by gunslinger Chip Allen and an Indian renegade, Joe Wingtip. Allen was talking. Boys, we need Jack Boyer to take charge of this thing Joe has in mind. So we're going to get him out of that who's gal. It's the last thing we do. Yes, yes, Joe's found out all we need to know. The sheriff and his posse from Wichita isn't due in Cedartown until three days from now. It is a good thing no railroads come here. Yeah, and only one stagecoach a week. Joe, are you sure there'll be only two guards on duty at the jail tonight? That is all they have, I checked. So you see, boys, it'll be a cinch. Here's a way to handle it. Joe and I'll go on ahead and see how things are. There is nobody on the street now. If anybody shows, we're right away, plug him. Let's not waste time here. Come on and bust in, shoot The outlaws, 16 strong, crashed through the flimsy doors of the jailhouse. With guns blazing, they overpowered the two deputies who guarded Jack Boyer. We got them both, Chip. Take the keys and open the cell door. Jack, we're coming to get you. Boys, keep the front door covered. All right, Jack, here we go. I'm glad to see you and the boys. Right. Steady, John. Where's the hideout? Where are we heading? We're heading west, Jack. Deep west. So far in the Indian country that no one will ever find us. You ready? Here come some hombres into the street. Shoot them down. Ah, nice shooting, boys. Lead the way, Chip. Get up. Get Get up there. Come on. before the Lone Ranger and Tonto, many miles from Cedartown, learned that Boyer had escaped. The masked man said, Tonto, we're returning to Cedartown to try and help recapture Jack Boyer and his gang. But then escape, we go. Time we get back, then be gone two weeks. We'll hope they're captured in the meanwhile, but if they're not, Tonto, we'll not rest until we catch up with them. Pencil, Some distance west of Cedartown, Jack Boyer and his outlaws sat around a campfire in hills wild and remote. Jack Boyer was reviewing a plan which Joe Wingtip had proposed to the gang before Boyer's escape, and which all but the leader had accepted. He said, Joe, you mean to say that the trappers who work the forest in the Dakota country get all that money for the furs they take? Jack, men are becoming millionaires selling furs. Joe's telling the truth, Jack. Back in St. Louis, there's a lot of armories getting rich just trading. They are the ones who send trappers into Dakota country and pay them for the skins they get. So if we move in on the trappers and take over, we'll be rich. We'll make the trappers work for us at our terms or they don't hunt in that territory at all. And if they get tough... <laughs> we are not afraid of killing people, are we? <laughs> yeah, sounds good, but uh, what about the law? There isn't any out there, Jack. Nearest thing resembling lawmen are the soldiers at Fort Gunning, 30 miles south of the forest. And they only have a small garrison there. The Indians are friendly. They don't bother white men since they signed the treaty. Jack, all you got to do now is open this place you'll call a trading post as a cover-up. It'll be a cinch. All right, boys, you've sold me. We'll move on. And who knows, hmm? <laughs> Maybe we'll become the biggest fur trading outfit in the West. Yeah. 
The Lone Ranger and Tonto reached Cedartown two weeks after the outlaws had escaped. The marshal said, It's no use chasing them. We tried. They headed west, but their trail's as cold as a hound dog's nose. You'll never get them. Perhaps not, Marshal, but we're going to try. Otto, we'll continue west. Let's go. During the next few months, the once peaceful forests in the Dakota country became the background for violence and death. So you're not going to hand over your skins, huh? Mister, I've been trapping this territory for ten years. I'm doing what I want when I want. No cowherders coming in here and telling me I got to sell my skins to him at his price. All right, old man, if that's the way you feel about it, we'll take your skins anyway. You will not, you filthy coyote. You'll take them. Boys, he's yours now. Take care of him. All right, come on. So that trapping bunch is trying to sneak their furs out before we get to them. We're not going to let them, are we? But you're crazy. Those hombres, they need the bullet treatment, Chip. Then let's give it to them. Boys, get your guns. We have some hunting to do. That's enough. Hold it. And look at that pile of furs. And wait till Jack sees the hole we made this time. months passed. Jack Boyer, who now called himself Jack Benson, stood behind the counter of his so-called trading post. He was talking with Chip Allen. (laughs) Chip, if I'd have known what a gold mine this fur trading is, I'd have quit bank robbing and rustling come out here years ago. We've sure been raking in the money, Jack. We haven't received much cash yet, Chip. Well, those furs we have stored in that other cabin are worth plenty. Yeah, and the longer we keep from selling them, the more those dealers back in the East are going to offer for them. It didn't take us long to scare some of these real trappers in the line, did it? <laughs> They're smart. They know what happened to those other hombres who tried to fight us. Yeah. Now they do business with us or we put them in their place. <laughs> Six feet under. Like we did to those men who tried to beat it East with their furloughs. They shouldn't have tried that. Or tell us that uh, we're going to blab to the government. Oh, uh, they asked for what they got, Jack. I, uh, I understand Chief Wanamona's engines found out about that. And they're acting up. That's what Joe says. He's going to Chief Wanamona's village right now. He's going to give that chief a story he'll believe. Because, Jack, if the engines decide to be enemies of ours, it's going to be tough. Real tough. <laughs> Lone Ranger and Tonto had encountered other adventures since the day they'd left Cedartown months earlier. But nowhere did they find a trace of Jack Boyer and his gang. Now, after a fruitless search in the mountains, the Lone Ranger and Tonto reached Fort Gunning. Tonto, we'll stop here. Our friend Colonel Powell's commanding officer at the fort. Oh, him be glad to see you. I'll remain outside the fort while you tell him our reason for being in this territory. Perhaps you'll have some information that may help us. Yes, come in. 
Colonel James Powell, commandant of the undermanned and understaffed garrison, was surprised when a sergeant brought him a silver bullet. An engine said to give this to you, sir. He said you'd see him. Well, of course I'll see him. Is the masked man with him? Masked man, sir? I don't believe I oh, know... Of course you don't. You're uh, new to the West, aren't you? I am, sir. I was stationed... Well, never Fort... mind. I'll look at your service record if I want that information. The masked man's probably waiting outside somewhere. Tell Tonto... Tonto, sir? He's the Indian. Tell him to get his friend, then you bring them here. On the double side. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. When the Lone Ranger and Tonto were ushered into Colonel Powell's office, the Commandant greeted them warmly. In reply to their questions, he answered, No, I've had no reports about strangers of that type in this territory. This is not country where road agents and bank robbers congregate. I realize that, Colonel. The only men who stop here, aside from the Indians, are trappers and hunters coming from the east or returning there. At least they did stop here until recently. I'm afraid something's very wrong. What do you mean, Colonel? I, this letter came from the commanding general this morning. Attached to it was another letter from the Van White Trading Company of St. Louis. You uh, know who they are? Yes, sir. They deal in furs, don't they? Yes, they send their hunters and trappers everywhere, here and in the northwest. Well, this letter is about six of their men who came into the Dakota country about six months ago. They were due back in St. Louis for their usual assortment of furs last month. And they didn't arrive there? They didn't arrive, nor did the furs. Not only that, but no word has been received from the men in almost five months. Oh, that sound heap bad. Yes, it certainly does, considering the forests where they hunted are overrun with Indians. But they're the Indians of Chief Wanamo, Colonel. They're peaceful tribes and friends of the white men. I always thought so myself. You, you know the chief, don't you? I do. Then you know how he's cooperated with the army since we moved out here. Yes, sir. If uh, something has happened to those trappers, Colonel... I'm ready to bet Wanamo's Indians had nothing to do with it. We'll soon know if you're right or not. The general's ordered an investigation. I'm sending an officer into the territory to see what he can unearth. Uh, who is the officer, Colonel? Ashley, a lieutenant. He doesn't know much about that part of the country, but then none of my other men do either. My officers and enlisted personnel are new to the West. May we accompany the lieutenant, sir? We'd be glad to help him if we may. <laughs> but of course you may. That's why I had you ushered in here so quickly. Because your being here at a time like this is like an answer to a prayer. Well, now, I... It's true. Lieutenant Ashley's leaving in an hour. And if you go with him, I'll be eternally grateful to you both. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue. The Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Lieutenant Richard Ashley, after introductions, rode from Fort Gunning a short time later. Come on, Silver! Get out! Come on! At sundown that day, as they reached the border of the Dakota Indian country, they were surprised to meet an Indian messenger whom the Lone Ranger and Tonto both knew. Speaking in the tongue of the Dakotas, the messenger told the Lone Ranger why he had left his tribal hunting grounds. The masked man gravely translated the words for Lieutenant Ashley. Lieutenant, there is trouble in the territory. Grave trouble, Fleet Eagle tells me. And it's trouble caused by white trappers, not by the Indians, as you may have thought. Are you sure he's speaking the truth? Yes. He's on his way to Fort Gunning now to ask the aid of the white soldiers there. It's that serious, huh? One of those people want our help? Only because they don't want to be accused of starting a war with the white men who threatened them. They would like the army to handle the situation. But what white men are threatening them? Fleet Eagle says they're trappers new in the forest here. They've been cheating Indian and veteran white trappers alike. A few days ago, they killed some white men. The ones from the Van White Company? I don't know. No matter, Wanamo, when he heard of the killings, prepared to send a messenger to advise authorities. A renegade Indian speaking for the gang threatened Wanamo and said if he tried to do that, they'd make it look as if the Indians had massacred the trappers. Oh. Also, that they'd accuse Wanamo and have the army wipe out him and his tribe. If what this Indian tells us is the truth, it's a matter that requires troops on the scene. Yes, you're right. Fleet Eagle, Tamaskia. The Lone Ranger, using Indian tongue, spoke to Fleet Eagle, who nodded understandingly. Then the masked man wrote a note and explained to Lieutenant Ashley. I've asked Fleet Eagle to take this note to the fort. I'm telling Colonel Powell that whatever Fleet Eagle says is the truth. And I'm asking him to please send a cavalry detail at once. Good. Here, Fleet Eagle, take this to the fort. Give it to Big White Chief there. Uh, me go fast. Good luck, Fleet Eagle. That's a fine animal he's riding. He'll make good time. Lieutenant, I suggest that we keep pushing as long as our horses can stand the pace. Good, we'll continue now. Easy. 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 Let's go, Toto. The men rode all night. The next morning, as their horses neared exhaustion, they reached Indian territory. As they came to a clearing deep in the forest, Jack Benson's trading post loomed a few hundred feet ahead. Let's stop here. Our horses need rest and food. Perhaps we'll get food at that place ahead. That new cabin, Kimosabe. We not see it last time we come here. No. Lieutenant, you may be able to get some information there. Ah. We not reach village of Wanamo till late. I'd accompany you if I weren't wearing this mask. I'll look after the horses, though, while you go there. We'll do that at once. Ready, Tonto? Uh-huh. Inside the cabin that was called a trading post, Jack Boyer, alias Jack Benson, checked the heaping pile of furs scattered on the floor near the rear door of the structure. He was talking to Chip Allen and Joe Wingtip. Now we'll pack these skins first. These are the ones we got from that outfit you had to get rid of. You think we really have to make a run for it, Jack? Sure we do. After what Joe tells me, it's the only chance we have to get out of here alive. Joe, you shouldn't have threatened that Chief Wanamo the way you did. Why not? If he thought you were... Jack, Joe, coming through the front door, a soldier on an engine. Stay back here. Let me handle this. Well, Captain. Lieutenants, 
Lieutenant Ashley from Fort Gunning. Oh, yes. What can I do for you, Lieutenant? Do you run this post? Yeah, sure. Benson's the name Jack Benson. Uh-huh. What? What'd you say? Uh, me just make noise. Oh, you're dead, eh? Well, Lieutenant? I'm here on an investigation, Mr. Benson. Oh, alone? Yes, with my guide. I'm trying to get some information about some men who trap in this territory. Six men associated with the Van Wyck Company of St. Louis. Oh, those crooks. Trying to catch up with them, are you? Crooks, you say? You mean you know something of the men I'm seeking? Well, sure. Those hombres from the Van Wyck Company stole the skins they were supposed to take back to their bosses. Stole them and headed west a couple of months ago. This is news. Where did they go? I wouldn't know. Probably headed for the Oregon Trail. Maybe headed for San Francisco. They know how to reach there. They said they'd make a fortune with those skins out there where people were getting rich on gold. You know this and you didn't notify the authorities? Well, now, I uh, I only heard about it this morning. These fellas back here told me about it, didn't you, fellas? See, they do. Well, perhaps I'd better ask them what Otto, they... nuts the officer. We go now, Lieutenant. What? Why should I... Better go. Now, now. Well, all right. We come back later. We go now. Yes, I, I'll see you later. Tahoe hurried the startled officer as they went through the front doorway. Quickly, Jack Benson turned to the men at the rear of the cabin. Quick, get your gun. Huh? Go after those two and kill them. What? Kill that soldier? Yeah. Kill the Indian first, though. I know him, and he knows me. That's why he got that lieutenant out of here so fast. How did he know you? You wearing that beard and all. Who is he to get you shivering like this? Listen, he's the one who rides with a mask man. The one who sent me to jail. He gets back to the mask man, and if that lieutenant gets back to Fort Gunning... But don't you understand? Get going, will you? Get those two. Come on, Joe. We gotta kill them. And make sure you don't miss. Chip, there they are. Heading toward the clearing. Yeah. They're turning off the path. Push through these bushes. We'll get clear shots at them here without being targets ourselves. Chip, look. There are the horses, all right. They are alone. Hold up. There's a third horse there. And a third man over here. Uh, Chip, behind that tree. The mask, Omri. Why, you... Stay right there, I'll fire again. I didn't see him, Joe. I saw you coming after my friend with your guns drawn. You shoot him. What was it? Hey, I don't understand. What's this all about? Them outlaws. They were about to ambush you, but I got them first. Outlaws ambush us? Ah. Them have guns in hand when we in trading post. Them shoot us. If me say, me know Oh, I didn't realize why you got me out of there so fast. Uh, uh, me not stop to tell you or them see. Me wait till we come and see Kimosabe. But this little byplay prevented that. Tonto, get their guns from the ground and we'll banish their arms. While Lieutenant Ashley covered the two crooks with his gun, the Lone Ranger and Tonto treated their wounds. Meanwhile, Tonto told of recognizing Joe Boyer. And him run trading post. Wear whiskers, but me know him. Well, let's get him. These bandages will hold. Lieutenant, would you please keep an eye on these two? Yes, an eye and a gun. All right, Tonto. We go back to the post, through the underbrush, not along the path. Jack Boyer, alias Benson, had heard the two shots echo from the clearing and had smiled with satisfaction. Now, after minutes had passed and his pals hadn't returned, he became nervous. Yeah, I wonder what's holding them up. I'd better go see. He removed the gun from his pocket and headed for the doorway. Outside the door, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had taken places, one on each side of the opening. 
As Jack Boyer stepped outside, he saw the figure to his left. As he turned, hey, the man on his the... right grabbed his arms. All right, Boyer. Who are you? Dirty sneaking rabbit. It is the masked man, isn't it? Yeah. You give me a gun. He got it. Now leave him to me, Toto. Turn around, Boyer. I've waited a long time to do this to you. Oh, you want to slug it out, do you? I'll tear you to pieces oh, out yeah. No. And this one for whatever crimes you committed since you came here. Oh, Kim, sorry. You knock him out. Yes, but he's still dangerous. Will be till he's in jail. We'll tie him up, Toto. Him not expect see us, Kimasabi. No more than we expected to find him out here. Him not get away this time. No, the army will see to that. And when Chip Allen and Joe begin to talk, I think we'll learn all there is to know about the trappers who disappeared and about the threats made against the Indians. morning, cavalry from Fort Gunning, heeding the warning which Fleet Eagle had brought from the Lone Ranger, arrived at the trading post. They found Lieutenant Ashley and hundreds of Indians standing behind a band of prisoners dressed in trappers' outfits. Ashley explained to Colonel Powell, These men killed the trappers who worked for the Van White Company. We found the furs and other stolen hides in a cabin behind the trading post. And those three over there are Boyer, Allen, and Wingtip? Yes, sir. Well, they're wanted by every law agency in the West. It seems the masked man knew that, and he got them, too. Where did the Indians come from? After Chip Allen talked, the masked man rode to Chief Wanamo and told what had happened. Wanamo and his braves went into the forest and rounded up all the members of Boyer's gang. None of them were real trappers. They were outlaws. Word is right. We'll make sure they pay for every crime committed here and in all the other places where they're wanted. When they pay the penalty, the West will be a better place to live. <laughs> well, well, why are you laughing, Colonel? I was just thinking. Yesterday, I told the masked man he came like an answer to my prayers. I'm sure a hundred lawmen will say the same thing when they learn what happened here. And just before they add their amens, they'll say... And God bless the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Oh, <laughs> my